0: Welcome to the Two World Podcast, where you can hear thoughts and reflections on unique intersections between faith and culture. Tune in regularly for this foray into feelings of surprise and interconnectedness and aha moments in life when two worlds come together. Now join your hosts, Barney and Jacob, for this most recent episode. Welcome to another edition of the Two World Podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Jacob, and I have with me today... I am Barney. Thanks for joining me, Barney. Um, Today we're going to be discussing Vacation Bible School. Barney and I were recently brainstorming topics to explore, and since it's summertime, this is one that we thought would be interesting. And since I've been in ministry, I've been able to participate in a number of Vacation Bible Schools. And each one was a little different, but just for our audience sake, Barney, how would you quickly summarize what a vacation Bible school is?
1: Yeah, based on my experience, I guess it's um, a, a week maybe in summer vacation where um, I think from Monday to Friday, the kids go um, every day to church and um, there are so many different activities. And of course, there's usually some overarching theme. Um, and um, in my case, I always remembered that we were always trying to um, help raise money for something. <laughs> and, um, and there was always time where usually we started out with time with with worship, where every group, age group was together, and then later went to our different, um, uh, uh, different classrooms. Um, And then usually had activities um, together and then separately throughout the day. But I don't remember that it was such a long time, but it was just something that I always look forward to um, every year.
0: That's really interesting. And I I remember similar experiences too from the church that I grew up in uh, about a week long and having uh, one theme. Mm -hmm. And um, it's interesting because at this point, I've been able to be involved with the planning and the, you know, the performing of or putting on a vacation Bible school also alongside having gone through one as a child. And so it's Mm -hmm. interesting to, to look at it from both angles. And one of the things I thought would be interesting for our audience is just to kind of paint a picture from a, from each perspective. Um, So Mm -hmm. from a participant's perspective, Vacation Bible School was full of games and um, snack foods and um, fun activities and singing, a lot of singing. In fact, some Vacation Bible Schools these days will even, if you buy like a curriculum package for one, they'll even have a CD of unique music Mm -hmm. to sing just for that week of songs specifically made for the theme. And um, But anyway, lots of singing and probably the most important part it would be the volunteers like often older youth and adults would be the ones that would be there to lead the singing and the games and to tell the stories and um, relate it to the messages of the bible and of jesus and so um so barney like when you think back on on your vacation bible school experiences like what stands out to you how would you describe what it felt like to participate in those.
1: Yeah, it was um, something that was so neat to kind of have a church that was just meant for you at that time. You know, I think I think probably a lot of kids, you know, of course, feel that it's um, at their age, when they're vacation Bible school age, it's a little bit harder to relate to a church and on, on a weekly basis what is happening there. And then um, there's this one week out of the year where everything is centered on, on you. And on um you know everything's relatable and you know these bible stories or the theme or whatever really comes alive and um like you say they the different people from the church are active and participating in a different way than what you see them um normally and you know like dressing up or putting on some kind of play or something um and yeah just um I think at that time, for me, I think it was always in June. and the summer, the weather wasn't so hot. So it was really fun to be outside. We were doing things outside. And um, yeah, like the the songs and everything, everything just since it was geared toward children, everything felt so special. And um, I I just really liked that so much about Vacation Bible School.
0: Um, Do you remember who some of the leaders were when you were participating in that?
1: I know that um, I know that uh, Loretta Bauer and Leona Hurst were always involved, um, but other than that, I don't have so much recollection.
0: Yes, and um, in the songs that you sang, were most of them camp songs, or did you sing any songs that you knew from church that were kind of ones that you did when you were with the adults, or were most of them kind of selected to be more... Just specifically for for children.
1: Hmm. Yeah, that's a good idea. Uh, good question. Um, I I I don't think. I mean, I remember that the songs were always fun, but I kind of always thought that they were along the line of um the really really old um, uh, like al- alternative um hymnal, the Sing and Rejoice one. Okay. The the Thin Green One. So I think that they were um mostly from there okay Um, yeah as i recall
0: interesting yes Mm -hmm. well um the church that i grew up in um was a had a little bit more contemporary expressions of of music in fact it was called the vineyard and a lot of the songs that were written for that church setting were like from the 80s and 90s and Mm because it wasn't a very old denomination but Mm -hmm. i remember in terms of kids songs we sang um a lot of the camp songs that you would think of mm-hmm. from maybe the seventies or eighties, like uh, uh-huh. deep and wide, um, deep oh, yeah. and wide, mm-hmm. deep and wide. There's a fountain flowing deep and wide. And then, um, do you know the one, I just want to be a sheep. Have you heard that one? No. Um, I just want to be a sheep. Bah, bah. I just want to be <laughs> a sheep. Bah bah and it goes through this whole scenario of things that the person doesn't want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to be a hypocrite because they're mm-hmm. not hip with it. I don't want to be a Sadducee because they're so sad, you see. Uh, <laughs> I, so, nice, I nice. just want to be a sheep. Um, so we had a lot of songs like that. And I remember my mom would would help sometimes, mm-hmm. and uh she would play an auto harp when she would sing, which is kind of an unusual instrument um, to think of at a vacation Bible school, but she would, she would help with that sometimes. And then as our, as I got older, you know, I remember other, you know, musicians and people being involved, but, but yeah, that, that's so interesting. Um, And then um, mostly then it was, you went to vacation Bible school at Worcester Mennonite, I'm guessing. Was it held there at the church? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Right. Yep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: Um, yeah, most, I think a lot of churches do hold them in their own facility, but sometimes they'll, um, go to another location like a camp or a park or, um, some churches even, um, will come together with other churches to put Mm -hmm. them on. And so I was wondering if, if we could explore a little bit about different approaches to vacation Bible school. Mm -hmm. And, um, if it's all right, I was going to share a few slides, Great. um, this first slide is actually something we did before I was working at Worcester Mennonite as a pastor. Um, one summer, instead of doing vacation Bible school in the traditional way, we decided we would do a block party and then have kids activities as well as things for adults all at the same time and try to intersperse mm-hmm. games and, um, and snacks and food and singing with some spiritual things too. And so mm-hmm. this is just a picture from that block party that we did. I want to say maybe that was like 2009 or something, maybe it was, oh. it was far back there. Yeah. Um, and um, or here we are passing out bubble ones, but, oh, yeah. um, but I was going back, getting ready for today and looking at my Google calendar for oh, yeah. vacation Bible school dates uh-huh. And I think that I've been involved with five or six of them since I've been a pastor at Worcester Mennonite, but then some years we did something different. And this is one of those examples where we did like a block party instead. Wow. And so I think, you know, you sacrifice when you do something like that, that kind of um, multi day feeling and going oh, deeper man. with the kids mm-hmm. for something mm-hmm. that's larger that their families can come to mm-hmm. as well. So I guess it was a little bit of a mixed bag, but we were just trying something new that year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was going to share with you um, one of our guests who appeared in this podcast a while back, Molly Sponsor. Oh, yeah. Um, organized Vacation Bible School one year, and she organized it with an outside group that she had been a part of when she was growing up called Child Evangelism Fellowship. And it was so interesting because they came in and they did the VBS in our space, but like they had a very clear, almost like a laser beam focus on specifically evangelism. Um, As you could tell probably from the name of the organization, Mm -hmm. Child Evangelism Fellowship. And so Mm -hmm. a lot of the week with our children was spent on explaining who Jesus was and what the gospel Mm -hmm. is. And Mm -hmm. um, I remember at the end of that week, We had um, a worship service and the child evangelism fellowship team invited kids to come forward to receive Christ um, in response to the week uh, Mm. leading up to that time. And it was really interesting because or our um, Mennonite tradition, Mm -hmm. I think focuses on, um, this is just my own experience, maybe, but um, it focuses on like faith formation, like, in the home and Sunday school class, and then um, getting people to the place of uh, where it's presented and they can understand and respond. Mm-hmm. And then, you mm-hmm. know, it, it goes, flows right into baptism and right. things like mm-hmm. that. But, but we don't really do altar calls as much, at least mm-hmm. not in that way. And but that was an opportunity that coming from a different, you know, perspective where oh, our yeah. kids responded to a number of kids went forward. Oh, that wow, was, That was really special. Yeah. So that was something that was unique that Molly had made that connection at the time. Um, and it was it was kind of a cross-pollination, I guess you would say, of different yeah. Christian approaches or traditions. Um, but sp- speaking of that, I wanted to share a little bit of, of uh, both an interesting and a hard memory around Vacation Bible School. Um, so you see here this display G-force. Um, you yeah. Know, like god force you know um, i was, you. Th- this uh theme for that year and um a, a bunch of the churches in the area decided to do an ecumenical vacation bible school and first presbyterian would host it in their facility but it included saint james episcopal church mm-hmm. and saint mary's catholic church uh, first presbyterian church um the Christian Science Church that's um, mm. on Cleveland Road, I think, right. or close to Cleveland Road. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, Worcester Mennonite participated. But I remember when I sent out information to parents to say, you know, this is a possibility. Do we want to mm-hmm. do this? We had a lot of discussion about i was very excited that it was ecumenical but people were really concerned about the 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 participation of the christian science group Mm -hmm. because you know in terms of doctrine it probably would be the most distinct and probably um i don't know would be the one that would be furthest away from mennonite in certain Mm -hmm. areas you know Mm -hmm. um so Mm -hmm. i remember we we worked through that and some of the parents were like you know an ecumenical vacation bible school means like that we like look for what we have in common and, mm-hmm. and we know, and we can explain to our kids that there are differences, you know, with mm-hmm, the other churches, mm-hmm. but what we're doing when we participate in this is focusing on what we have in common. But yeah. then some parents were like, well, we're just concerned that if there's volunteers from this Christian science group that they might, you know, share a doctrine or something that we're not comfortable with. So mm-hmm. ultimately what ended up happening is we all talked about it and we participated, but then we just had volunteers from our church, make sure that they were plugged in with all the activities so that they felt like, okay, if we have a volunteer from our church, if anything were to come up, then at least that volunteer could, you know, explain to our kids oh, what was, right. what it meant or from a mm-hmm. Mennonite perspective. So, but um, I remember at the time feeling like, because, you know, me, I'm real passionate about mm-hmm. you know, Christian partnership and ecumenism. Mm-hmm. I remember thinking, oh, it's so sad, like, that this is such a scary thing. But then <sighs> at, at the end of the day, um, the fact that we were able to do it and come up with a solution it oh, felt yeah. good. And then when we went, it was really fun. And I think the kids oh, great. really enjoyed meeting the kids from all the different um, churches. And so we, I think we only ended up doing that once in mm-hmm. that with that particular group or maybe twice, but it was a really interesting.
1: Yeah. That's such a neat idea because I think um, especially for kids that it's hard to kind of think about being aware of um, kind of the The way that Christianity works um, in other churches, the way that other churches partic- have um, um, the service goes there, or or whatnot. Because I think that when you're um, at school, you don't necessarily think about associating with your friends um, in uh, you know in a Christian way, or you know you know saying, "Oh, hey, I go to church. Do you go to church?" or or whatnot. You know, it's not one of those topics that comes up so much as you just kind of think that, "Oh, I bet every." Bible school kind of goes like mine does, and and the chance to um see probably see some of the kids from your own schools at at different churches and um experience things um you know the different flavor of the different um that the different churches would bring, but then seeing the connection uh, in the end, I think that is such a really neat idea, and um, yes, and some yeah something never would have dawned on me um, to do, and I, it's. Um I'm glad I'm glad that in the end um it went smoothly and, and that everyone could participate in that.
0: Oh uh, yeah, thanks, Barney. That's a really good point. Yeah, it is a, it was a unique opportunity for our children because you're right, that's not typically a a type of interaction or a way of of inter- discussing, you know, among other mm-hmm. students that you'd think of, mm-hmm. but um it was a really unique opportunity. And um we had a similar thing. And a few years later, this here is actually a, a picture of the CD cover. You know, uh-huh. I had mentioned before that different uh-huh. um, vacation Bible schools have the music. And so this is the one that they released, uh, Roar, Life is Wild, God is Good. And um, this was actually another joint vacation Bible school that we participate in, but this time with Mennonite churches. And this oh, one cool. was held at Oak Grove Mennonite, but mm-hmm. we had um, Worcester Mennonite participants. We had people from Orville Mennonite. We had people from Martin's Mennonite and Crown Hill Mennonite. And um, I think Salem Mennonite on back Orville Road. Mm. It was a very interesting partnership. And there was a lot of preparation leading up to it, Mm. um, you know, volunteers from all the churches ahead of time. And then when it finally came together, it was actually a really special vacation Mm. Bible school. And in that case, you know, here you had, once again, multiple churches doing it, but then since we were of the same tradition, it -hmm. didn't have the same, um, what do I want to say? Um, Unique, like theological challenges we had to think Mm -hmm. through. It was kind Mm -hmm. of more like, oh, we're all on the same page theologically, Mm -hmm. but how do we pull our resources um, together? And it's interesting because we did that vacation in Bible school. And that was kind of towards the beginning of our exploring partnership with other local Mennonite churches in this way. And what, since then, Our church has continued to do activities with the five other uh, Mennonite Mm -hmm. churches in the area. And um, it's been talking about a journey, an ecumenical journey. It's been really interesting because it's helped us connect with broader churches and Mm. um, church uh, people from other cultures, like our Congolese friends from Akron and, and Salem, you know, having so many participants um, who, who are Spanish speaking and right. that has brought a whole other dimension for our kids, you know, to experience mm. the world as and the Christian world and the church world as a bigger place um, and a multicultural uh, place that of, where Christ has brought together this kingdom family, it's really special. So mm. I wanted to share that one. And uh, do you, do you have any um, uh, questions about, you You know, a little bit about Oak Grove. Um, right. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And um just thinking about, you know, maybe for some of our listeners, um, the, the context of these different churches getting together, they're s- spread up um, a little bit far apart geographically, um, yes. you know, not not too extensively, but enough that it must have just the first step of planning must have been where is the best place to hold this so that everyone can it, best, easiest, you know, participate. And um, it's so interesting to to see how... Um, you know, on on the the previous um, vacation Bible schools that we just mentioned, you know, everyone's kind of in the same area within the same city, and then here there are many different um, areas participating, but in the same um, uh, the- theological. You know, um, you know, all of them have the Mennonite tradition in common. Yes. Um, but, um, but I think both of them must have been so well worth um, the time and effort that it took to put them together and to be participants in it. And oh yeah, um, I'm quite jealous of all of these ideas that came after I was um, done being a kid. You know?
0: <laughs> well, me too. I mean, I <laughs> I didn't experience anything like that either. Um, yeah. So it's neat that that was possible for mm-hmm. la- later generation. Right. Um, yeah. Um, and then the, the final two slides I wanted to share with you are just stories about what our church has done. Mm-hmm. That's once again, oh, outside wow. the box. And mm. so, in place of having vacation Bible school uh, for this particular slide, it was another summer. Um, we decided to bring in an outside person who does shows with reptiles, oh, and um, so we went to in this pavilion. This is in um, Christmas Run Park, and so we wanted something that would be very accessible for people and would bless people in our city. And so we announced that we would have this. Reptile person coming and doing their their um, show their presentation in this pavilion they had already come once and done a presentation at our church but in this case we were able to to, to rent this pavilion and, and you know prepare food for people, hot dogs and other um, snack items and then they could come eat, eat before you pet the reptiles <laughs> and then come and pet the reptile and nice. um, and so she went around and showed, um, you know, snakes and turtles and all variety of reptiles and, and families and, and kids seem to really enjoy that. Mm-hmm. And so we got to thinking, okay, even if we being a smaller church, we don't always have the energy or resources to, to do mm-hmm. a week long mm-hmm. uh, program. Oh, yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, so then we decided, well, we can do one day oh, programs yeah. and um, bring it outside person. And that can also be meaningful. And that's what this slide is, this is another example. Mm-hmm. This person is called the bug guy. And I he guess. shows there he is holding a, I think a tarantula, I <laughs> but he had all so, types yeah. of I know. Uh, spiders and bugs and, um, <laughs> and a praying mantis and a variety of different things. And he would uh-huh. bring them out and the kids loved it and they could come oh, yeah. and uh, he would let them hold certain bugs. And mm. I know John Longacre doesn't particularly like spiders. And this was the one time in his life where he's held a tarantula. <laughs> um, so the kids really loved the bug guy, and their parents could come too. And we had ice cream for people. And oh, yeah. um, once again, you know, make sure you separate the eating from the handling of the, <laughs> <laughs> of the bugs. But, but all that to say, like, I think vacation Bible school is um, something that is fantastic to do in a week and to tell the Bible stories and invite kids in and show hospitality. Mm-hmm. Um, but some churches also find even if they can do some day type event that is still for Mm -hmm. kids, um, it still kind of gets at that desire during the summer to offer something to bless um, kids in in the area. And it's also an expression of outreach. And um, I think you you do lose something when you don't have the week long program, Mm -hmm. but sometimes still offering something like this does um, have a positive impact and bless the community. So um, do you have any thoughts about those? those outreach events?
1: Yeah, you, you bring up a great point that um, it, it is nice to to make space for and to think about and consider the idea of having events that um, uh, make the community feel much more, uh, um, not necessarily welcome, but much uh, like it's much easier for them to join, to take part. Because I, I think one thing about Vacation Bible School is that we were always encouraged to invite our friends to come along. And, and I think that I did a few times and, um, and, and it's designed in such a way that that it really doesn't feel like church, and it's all just fun. But um, it's, it's, you know, in that case, it's only the people that you know, that you can invite and that their schedules work out. Um, but if you have something like those one day things, where, um, you know, it's through different channels, everyone is, you know, people are more people are made available, uh, aware of what's happening, then yeah. And, you know, the person who just happens to think maybe they'll give it a try, you know, maybe that's something that they're interested in. And then they have the chance to, um, take part in the activity. And, and like you say, when the activities are in, are in more, um, public spaces, like at the park, then people can just happen to drop by. And, um, we, we never know what would come from that experience, from that first step that they take, um, so it's interesting that um, um, uh, um, there's um, I'm trying to think of how to intru- introduce this person. So we've had Lena on the um, show before and then her husband Jason um, was even just telling me how um, they're doing vacation Bible school right now and his one daughter I think is um, maybe sixth grade in elementary school or so and um, and then his other um, daughter is in second grade in he was saying how the one daughter is just so excited and um is so happy and looks forward to vacation bible school every day and he said the other the oldest daughter she says that she doesn't like going and then he, he said to me but i saw her and she was dancing the dances and singing the songs and having a good time mm-hmm. so it's something really special about vacation yes. bible school mm-hmm.
0: that is an interesting point uh with with age I think, mm-hmm. yes, Vacation Bible School does probably have a, an appeal that is for a little bit younger audience. And mm-hmm. when you probably get up to um, middle school or high school, mm-hmm. maybe it's more like a camp, getting away <sighs> to like a church camp or maybe a youth retreat. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I, I think, or I mean, sometimes the middle schoolers or high schools volunteer for to lead Vacation Bible School. But I feel like in general, it's like, I don't want to say that they age out, but it just, it feels like the, the the appeal of mm-hmm. that model seems to, to reach younger ages mm-hmm. better. Um, mm-hmm. so, but I know in our area, we have, um, a lot of uh, the older kids who do go to like camp Luz, that they have oh, a yeah. great, like, um, mm-hmm. summer programs. And right. I've been able to, um, be like camp pastor a few times for those. And it, it's really interesting. The, the environment at camp is so unique and distinct from church life. And it creates a uh, s- space for community and for enjoying nature, but also a deep space for spirituality. Mm-hmm. And um, one of my peers, who's also a pastor, Todd Martin at Smithville Mennonite during his sabbatical, he spent a lot of time at camp Luz and really mm-hmm. kind of said, I know this is a side topic, but it is kind of related to this idea of creating another space where kids can learn Mm. about God. Um, But he said it kind of reinvigorated his spirituality just to kind of get away from the normal rhythm of of church life and do more at camp. And so after he came back from his sabbatical, he started a a weekly tradition of of time by the fire, um, where they have like a little storytelling time on a Sunday evening, and people come and you know he makes some simple snacks and it's like <laughs> it's like they sing songs like you'd sing around a fire mm. um so there's a lot of richness there in doing things outside of the box and in a space that you wouldn't typically be doing spiritual things but then to do that um it can be really rich mm.
1: Mm.
0: yeah um so um thinking about vacation bible school i just have to say our church recently hasn't offered vacation bible school we've con- oh. kind of continued trying to think outside the box and we've done some of these activities i've been mentioning mm-hmm. and we do have um, summer programs like and and activities like we've done canoe trips with our with our younger kids and youth and um we' were doing um some things that camp Luz as a church but but having this discussion with you today makes me think uh, how could we revisit Vacation Bible School, or rediscover it mm. since it's been a while since we've done that week-long mm. thing? So, mm. um, so I'm glad that you suggested this topic. It's getting
1: me thinking. You know,
0: yeah. Does yeah. Yacio Bible Baptist Church to have any type of Vacation Bible School?
1: Um, that is another thing where the um, the Baptist churches in the area get together, um, uh. and uh, and it, it is a week long, and it's at um, a camp, kind of a campground.
0: Oh nice. And so, yeah. And
1: so it's for, um, it, it's for everyone, you know, families and kids. And then, yeah. So it's, it's basically just a, a big church camp that they do. But um, yeah, otherwise I think that's, that's the extent of it. Um, I think in, in our context in this area, it's a little bit harder to be able to to gather enough youth together oh, okay. um, to, to have the same kind of feel of what a, a vacation Bible school would be. And, and of course, I, um, <laughs> Our summer vacation is not until you know um, the middle of July is when it starts, and it, and it ends um, in at the end of uh, August. So it's quite short, um, and then um, kids, actually elementary kids, they have homework that they have to do <laughs> during summer vacation as well. Oh, so wow. it's oh, very very tricky to be able to find um, a way that everyone's schedules could fit uh, to work that out and.
0: and- what do you think uh, Vacation Baba School um looks like in a Japanese context? Does it have similar elements to what we would expect in ours here, like singing, snacks, games, um, mm-hmm. uh, storytelling? What do you think?
1: Yeah, I really think that it does. Um, from I from the the few reports that I heard, yeah, it it really does sound like um it could be something very similar to to what we were, um, to what maybe you and I both experienced, and um, yeah, especially uh, a deviation from the, the songs that the kids are used to hearing to hearing more songs that are just you know with the um, the guitar and like you say a little bit much more lively and um, and I think the 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 biggest takeaway I think from from all vacation Bible schools is the kids feel um, like they they really have a place in the church and that um, finally, the the stories about the Bible are more accessible and taught in a way that that they can understand. And um, yeah, as we were um, preparing for today, um, I kept thinking about um, how when you're a kid, you, you you just kind of think that maybe everyone is is on vacation at the same time as you are. And um, you don't think about until you're older, um, the real time commitment that it takes for people to to put this on, you know, like the teachers that have to go there every, you know, first of all, all the planning and all the preparation, but then to execute the, the Bible school as well. You know, the teachers, it, it can only be consist consisting of people who have a week off also that they can give at that time. And and that's that's fewer and fewer people um, in the congregation. And so it's um something that you don't think about, but as i think about it now i think wow i'm really just so thankful um for everyone who who did that and when you showed me one of those pictures and i saw janet miller i thought oh yeah she was also very much involved and she was a teacher too as her job was a teacher and now she's spending a week to be in during her vacation to be a bible school teacher as well and um uh it's something that, that i think that we're all very very thankful for
0: that's a really good point that vacation bible school or any type of activity like that takes a lot of of, of volunteers who are willing to give up their time. Mm-hmm. And, and when you're young and a, and a child, you kind of just expect those things to be there. Yeah. You don't think about yeah. the mechanics right. of how yeah. did this event get planned or who bought the snacks yeah. or, you know, right. um, but um, now as an adult, I can really appreciate people who have given their mm-hmm. time like that to, like you say, pour into us or even mm-hmm. pour into our children now. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. really important to, to be thankful for people willing being willing to serve like that i agree 100 percent. yeah um would you say that uh there was a little bit of a legacy of vacation bible school in the sense that for you did it did it boost your faith did it leave a lasting contribution to who you are today or
1: yeah i think that it for sure did um i think that that just the fact that um I mean the fact that i've mentioned this so many times the fact that it made me feel like i had a real place in the church and um that um that the kids were important uh, an important part of the church too and and yeah then just all those stories you know um being able to see them either acted out or um you know have these wonderful drawings and whatnot um it really really helped to understand the Bible better. And, and um, I think that especially, you know, I think there, there must be a a number of kind of common themes that come up, you know, like Daniel or Jonah or something like that. But I think that it, when Jesus, or some ministry of Jesus's was the theme that it made him feel a lot more real as a person. Um, And uh, I think that being able to, to be make him more accessible and um, the stories more poignant for, for me as a kid and um, able to relate it to my life a little bit better. I, th- I think that for sure, yeah. I think Vacation Bible School, I looked forward to it so much every year. And, and I think it really had a big impact um, on me, I think. And did you, do you Likewise for yourself, did you have any kind of similar um, impact from, from your experience? Definitely, I think um, just th- the um,
0: the people that were involved. Like you could list several that you remembered, and I can think of those who were there in the Wheeling Vineyard when I was growing up, who took time to pour energy and into me, and and are my friends and others, um, and the songs that have stuck with me. And like you said, mm-hmm. like making the stories relatable. I think kind of some of those foundational memories of hearing the stories and, um, they stick with me. And sometimes even I'll, I'll share experiences I had at church when I was young with my kids today and it'll connect with their experience. Uh So, yeah. So I'm grateful that it existed and it's a, it's a good vehicle for, um, communicating faith to, um, children and, um, blessing, blessing our, our neighborhood and when we can show hospitality there and, and, um, Yeah. So I'm grateful. And I'm, I'm also glad that you suggested that we explore this today. Thank you so Mm -hmm. much, Barney. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Is there anything else that you wanted to mention before we close our time?
1: We're all very happy for you to join us today. And hopefully this has sparked some of your memories and maybe times that you were also in vacation Bible school as well, or teaching or planning or organizing one And we are very thankful for the time that you've spent with us today. And we hope that you too are looking forward to our next episode as much as we are. And so for Barney and Jacob, this is the Two World Podcast, and we will see you again.